it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson and I'm joined as always on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, how was your all-star break? It was nice. I got to spend it in Miami, um, covered the Heat's doings at All-Star Weekend from home in Miami in the 80-degree weather, which was uh, very, very nice. Change of pace from last year when I was in Cleveland in frigid temperatures. Um, Pretty uneventful. Tyler Hero got eliminated quickly in the three-point contest. Bam, I think he scored four points in the All-Star game. But, hey, two of the Heat's young stars were were represented, so that's a good thing. Yeah, Bam gets a – He's a champion as well, so uh, another another thing That's to true. add to the resume. Um, you know, Tyler Hero, we I guess not his first time at All Star Weekend. Right? He, I think he went to the Rising Stars game. I guess he his, he, he did, but he didn't play. Year, he, he didn't play because of a foot injury, but he mm-hmm. did go like yeah. to be there for the game. Yeah, so but still first time since his rookie year, he's been yeah. there, so still a good experience. Um, but there's not a whole lot, as you mentioned, to, to really talk about off the All Star game. Very uneventful for the Heat. Um, pretty bad all-star game overall um non-competitive and just not entertaining really um but the heat did not make it a totally uneventful week for us uh they've they've been one of the most active teams in the nba uh across the last four or five days here uh signing kevin love signing cody zeller Two relatively big moves. Obviously, uh, the Kevin Love one is kind of the headline stealer for good reason. Um, not just a guy who's, you know, a former all-star, but, you know, I think he finished, what, second for sixth man of the year last year. That was the, a big yeah. race between him and Tyler Hero last year. Um, and just the, kind of exactly the fit we've been talking about as a guy that he, what the Heat kind of need to find, finish filling out this roster we talked about guys like Kelly Olenek and Boyan Bogdanovich. Well, Kevin Love is uh, a guy who's got kind of a better track record and similar skill set to to some of those guys, um, particularly a guy like Olenek. Um, so let's just dive right in. What, what do you think of this fit in Miami? And, and when this came available, did you kind of get the sense that this was what the Heat were going to – that the Heat were going to be all over this one? Yeah, I mean, this is probably the best the Heat could have done as far as, like, filling a need, right, on the buyout yeah, market. on the buyout That's market. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying he's the best buyout guy available. I mean, he arguably could be. I mean, you can make that argument. But yeah. as far as filling what the Heat needs, he's, a, he's he was the best out there. Um, he's Like you said, he's a, he's a big who can space the floor with three-point shooting. He's a he can pretty good passer as well for the, at yeah. the position. You could run offense through him. You could post up. He's a still an elite defensive rebounder, um, so that's gonna help. Um, he could play as a backup five. He can play next to Bam. Just fits a lot of needs. I know people point to the defense and say, you know, defensively he's not gonna fit the Heat scheme. He can't switch. And yeah, you, you probably won't see him switch much. But we can get into this later. But he's he's not a. You look at the metrics. He's not like 
I think he the it's kind of overstated as far as like how bad of a defender he is. He's good positionally. He's experienced. He knows. Yeah. And his defensive offenses. rebounding is really valuable. Feel what the, the old cliche yeah. is like: the possession doesn't end until yeah. you get the rebound, and he's been one of the best at that for 15 years now, or however long he's been in yeah. the league. Yeah, and you, you he'll probably play a lot of drop coverage, and but he could do that. You know, he could he could play drop uh, fine, and so I I just think it's a really good fit. Does it make mm-hmm. the Heat a top team in the East? No. But I do think it raises their seating a little bit, and it just gives this team some versatility, some flexibility in the front court that they just did not have before. Yeah, I mean, they it really, you know, Olenek is a guy we talked about a lot because obviously he was a Heat guy. Um, if like they haven't had a guy like that since he left, pretty much, right? The one year they had him and Myers Leonard, um, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, that's the year they went to the finals. Obviously, it's not because of those guys they went to the finals, but that was a piece they were missing, right? They they replaced him with. Uh, you know, they've done the PJ Tucker right there. It's been all different kinds of power forwards. They've tried to play next to Bam. Caleb Martin's a very different guy. Um, but yeah, they just have not had a guy, whether or not it's like the most valuable skill. It's, it's, uh, another weapon in their arsenal that they didn't have. Um, and you know, now they, they can play small with, with Caleb Martin and be like more switchy and athletic or they, they've got this totally different look now where they can play Kevin Love next to Bam or maybe, you know, maybe they'll play center alone sometimes, right. And you'll be really spread out, but uh, it's just a total, like it, it, it fills a void that they had on this roster. Yeah. You talk about him playing center and again, we'll see how often they use that. You know, that remains to be seen. I think yeah. we'll see more like Love and Bam. I think Bam and Love are going to play a lot together. Yeah, I think so too. Um, It'll probably be more like in a game where Bam's not available and they've only got yeah. Orlando Robinson or whatever. But but I was just thinking about like just the possibility of like now that he can play five, like they could put Jimmy with four shooters around him and yeah. not really be like super small, you know? And, and Jimmy, we've seen it. Like he's kind of, it's kind of like LeBron in the sense where like they thrive in those lineups where like mm-hmm. you put four out and just Jimmy with the ball in the middle. Like that's, that's in, there's a lot of that's probably going to work offensively. Um, so like, they, yeah, they have just so many more options just with one guy, uh, you know, just with, you know, with the versatility love brings in the front court. Um, I, I wrote down some interesting like numbers that I thought I wanted to point out before we get too deep into it. Uh-huh. His defensive rebounding rate is 29.8%, which is like incredibly good. Yeah. He obviously hasn't played like a ton this year, but just in comparison, Bam's defensive rebounding percentage, which Bam is a solid rebounder, mm-hmm. 21.8%. And he basically leads the heat in that. Yeah. Part. And Kevin Love, like, so 29.8 is high, but last year when he played more, it was at 25.8%. So that just shows you, like, how elite of a defensive rebounder he still yeah. is. He's going to step in and probably be the best defensive rebounder on the team immediately, which is crazy. Offensive rebounding, he's not as good, but he's still okay. He can get an offensive rebound or two. Um, defensively, there are a lot of metrics we can point to, but this year, his defensive win shares is better than PJ Tucker, which kind of crazy. I'm not saying he's a better defender. Yeah, than it just shows you. I think I just think it's a little overstated. Yeah, he's, he's he's always been an underrated defensive player. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, he shoots a lot of corner threes, which we know that he like, you know, mm-hmm. in their offense, and he's a very good three point uh, corner three point shooter. So that's. That's big, I think, as well. I think we'll see him, you know, a lot of the times on like on those bam pick and rolls where he draws a third defender and he has that Draymond Green pass to the corner. Kevin Love will be there for that open shot. I think he shot 40. What did he shoot from the corner this year? Well, this year he's shooting 46 percent from three in the corners. Last year, 37 percent, 41 percent two years ago. 
So he's a he's a a very very good three, uh, corner three point shooter. So that should help a lot as well. Yeah, should say uh, as you mentioned, not playing quite as much as he did yeah. last year. His numbers have slipped quite a bit. You know, he's shooting worse than forty percent from the field. His three point percentage is down almost five percent. Yeah. Um, just not you know he's not scoring a lot under ten points a game for the first time in his career. Um, so it the, you know the, the the one thing important to note about that is and it's going to be a big question we ask him when we get when we get to talk to him he fractured his right thumb in november and he's mm-hmm. been playing through it which kind of part of the reason he followed the rotation his numbers have right. been a little down he's obviously a shooting hand so how healthy is he has he fully gone past that because obviously that that impacts your shot so that's that's a kind of a big question mark too with with kevin and you know how he's feeling with that injury yeah so i'm curious like obviously he was a really valuable part of the Cavs last year who were like this kind of young spunky overachieving team this year as you mentioned they elevate become you know probably top they're gonna finish top five in the conference probably um and Kevin Love as you mentioned kind of falls out of the rotation injury plays a role with that um what what's the sense you get about like the heat you know, obviously it's it's I don't want to say it's a risk because it's like a no risk move right like if it doesn't work out whatever but like do you get the sense that they feel like it was just like you said, the injury, like the, he's still, I don't want to say the player he always was, because that'd be right, right. true, but like closer to the hope. player he was yeah. last year than he is, than he has been this year. I mean, we'll see, right? I think that's the hope. Mm-hmm. I think they, they, they realize that, like we've talked about, like, he just fits so many needs as opposed right. to like, you know, I know Russell Westbrook was a popular near him. Yeah. Like, like they don't that, need a guy like that. Yeah. That never made sense. Right. Like that, that really never made sense. Like Kevin makes so much sense. So, I think the hope is that that injury is behind him. We've seen that he just last year he was one of the best bench players in the NBA. Yeah. Um, still very good rebounder, still a good three-point shooter. He was kind of like the um, analytic darling in the uh, yeah. six-man-of-the-year race because his defense was underrated, his rebounding is yeah. really valuable. Obviously, he was a very efficient, you know, shot almost 40% from three last year. Um, so it's yeah. a contrast to Tyler Hero, but it's... It's just interesting to, that they have the top two guys from last year now who are so different. Yeah, and, and, and like I think that doesn't get talked about a lot too is he can run offense in the high post. Yeah, right. Like he, we've seen it. He's, he has good ball skills, good passing skills. Um, and the Heat really haven't like that's been a big part of Heat op- Heat's offense the last few years. Like with PJ Tucker for a little bit, with obviously Bam, which Bam has been used a little differently this season. But now Kevin Love is a is a guy you could use as a hub, as a connector within the offense. So. This team, we already know they're like they have a very good defense. If we look at defensive rating, all that we could mm-hmm. get into deeper into that and say man to man isn't good this year. But oh, bottom line is they have a top. Yeah, five they have a good defense. Yep. Yeah, offensively is where they need help. They're one of the worst offenses in the NBA, third worst deep point shooting team in the NBA. We've gone over it at nauseum. Yeah. Kevin Love is going to help that. Does he make them a top above average offense? Probably not. But when you're playing in so many close games, even like couple extra points a game like that yeah. might win you a, a few more games so I do think he helps um, a good amount he fills a lot of needs and we'll see like the version of Kevin Love they get is he passed the thumb injury um, how I mean they only have 23 games left like how quickly can he get you know get get on the same page with everyone else like that's gonna those are gonna be questions too because he really don't have room to like they don't have time to waste like, they're mm-hmm. in seventh place in the east right now right if they're gonna avoid the play in uh, they have to win uh, a bunch of their remaining games. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to see him in this lineup uh, as soon as they get
get back in action. I would think, yeah. um, you know, he's not, I, I just, I just he's not going to start. Right? No, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. He's, he's, he's started seven games in the last two years. I agree um, with you. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he starts just, just, you know, that's, again, he wasn't a starter in Cleveland. He hasn't been, he's been, he's carved out a nice role over the last couple of years, a really valuable bench player. Kale's been good. But, you know, like you said, could could Kevin Love – I don't. I guess he'll probably not play as many minutes as, as Caleb just because, again, he's a guy who's limited to 20-some minutes a game at this point in his career. But, like, could he be in on the court in the fourth quarters? Like, could he be in their closing lineup? That yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Um, right. And it's obviously going to depend on matchups a little bit. And he's got to be good defensively. That's the whole thing, right? How many, how many good offensive players has Spo in his – really, especially in this run – uh, the Jimmy era, like, been like, no, we're going to play Andrea Guadala instead uh, in our closing lineup. Like, it's – he's going to have to be good defensively. He can't – He's going to have to hold up, yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to hold up, especially, you know, they're going to close with Tyler Hero, right? Like, yeah. they they already got kind of one negative defender on the court. Like, he has to be as good – he has to be as good in, in Spoh's eye test as some of these metrics say – he is to to be able to be a guy who can close games. So, I mean, either way, he's going to be valuable, but how valuable he's going to be is going to be sh- entirely based on how he fits in this defense. Yeah, and, and it's going to change the way they play defense, right? Like those yeah. lineups with Love and Hero, are you, are they going to be able to switch like down the stretch, right? Like yeah. every action, probably not. So then all of a sudden, Bam's role changes in the defense, which mm-hmm. he's been playing more drop this year anyway. But just it's still like there are some adjustments they're going to have to make to incorporate him in there, especially on the defensive end. Um, but we've already seen the Heat, you know, not switch as much this season. Yeah. Obviously, they use a lot of zone, so I would imagine that when Love is out there, they're going to be going to zone a lot uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with Deadman and Orlando Robinson, they blitz a lot of the pick and rolls, which um, Love can do as well. It's going to trap the, the ball handler and then fall back into the zone or fall back into drop. So th- there's different ways that the Heat could go to kind of make up for Kevin Love's shortcomings on the defensive end. Um, but it is going to change the way they play, especially when Bam and Love are playing together on that end. Yeah, yeah. If he and, and Hero are on the court at the same time late in games, I would guess teams, at least at the start, are going to do a lot of pick and roll with with those two guys involved and basically dare them to, to get stops. And that if they can hold up, that'll then you can use that lineup and you got a lot of shooting, you got a lot of offense. Um, and for a team that's had a bad offense, it's a big deal. But um, we know what Spo values most when he's picking his rotation yeah what where do you think this like raises their ceiling to like a guy like love like i, I know it's again he's 34 35 years old he's past his prime but do you think this raises their ceiling considerably in the east i mean i think it's like they're still in the same tier we've talked about them as right they're not in the milwaukee boston probably not philly tier but I think all along we thought if you just only if you, the bracket breaks the right right way and you only got to upset one of those teams or whatever the Heat can do it and this just incrementally increases their shot at pulling off an upset like that because there can be a game where Kevin Love hits five threes for you right and all of a sudden like that that's just something they didn't have in their arsenal at all as we said and it just gives you a different way you can win a game and again because the Heat are on a, a a tier below, but have Jimmy Butler who can will you to wins, have Eric Spolster, who's obviously as good a coach as there is in basketball. Um, they can, they can go toe to toe with anyone. I still believe that. And 
you know, they're still going to be an underdog in any series. I still probably wouldn't pick them to beat Milwaukee or Boston or maybe even Philly if they run to them in the playoffs. But uh, whatever I thought the chances were, if it was, they had a 30% chance yeah. of knocking one of those teams off, I, let's knock it up a couple percentage points probably. Yeah. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. And and, and I'll look for Cleveland in that class too just because – I know they're young. Yeah, yeah. You look at their, you look at the way they're playing and like where they're ranked. And There's the probably two offense, tiers like, above the Heat. There's like the one A that's like yeah. Boston, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and, and then Philly, Philly, Cleveland. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. And and Kevin Love too. Like, when's the last time the Heat have, has had a pick and pop player, right? Like a Kelly Olynyk, Myers. Kelly Olynyk. Like, yeah, it's, it's they haven't had a guy like that. You know, I don't know. Would Trevor Ariza do that sometimes? But like, it didn't work. PJ, PJ, I guess PJ, well, PJ was really popping. wasn't like yeah. wasn't popping. No, so it's like. Those pick and rolls with Jimmy. Jay Crowder, I guess Jay Crowder. I mean, that's the Jay same Crowder. same team, right? But yeah, um, that, that that usually works with Jimmy, right? Those mm-hmm. pick and pop guys, and so and even you know Tyler now that he's running more pick and rolls, like that's going to help him as well. I I just think it, it is going to help the offense a good amount. Um, now there will be a trade off, someone on defense, but yeah, it all comes down to is like can yeah. he can he. I mean, it's it's simple, right? Do you, it's how basketball works. Do you contribute more points than you take away? And yeah. that's that's going to be the – that is what the Heat in these next, what do you say, 23 games left in the season? 23 games, um, yeah. That, that's what they've got to figure out, how they're going to play him no matter what, right? He's too good a player, too, feels too much of a need. They're thin enough um, in the front court that they're going to need him to play. But the next 23 games are going to be about figuring out how to maximize that offense trade-off whether it can help them win games in crunch time uh or if it's just you throw him in against the reserves you and you hope he hits some threes and you hope he wins those bench minutes like they're they're gonna find a way to make him valuable the question is how valuable they can make him yeah definitely and and, um to go back to the question about whether he should start or not i'm kind of with you i think where I, I've gone back and forth. I, I just can't, can't imagine he's where, going to start at least right away, right? He's not right away, definitely yeah. not right away. Because I mean, he's going to have one. I mean, if he's awesome playing with Bam, right? If that like, like if they're plus an insane number, then yeah, maybe they'll do it at some point. But yeah, it, it, definitely not right away. They're going to have one practice before the Milwaukee game on Friday, so uh, I can't imagine he's going to start like immediately after one practice. But the the, the counter argument is Co- Caleb with Cody. Caleb was so good. Um, off the bench as like the athletic two-way yeah. wing, just in that role, energy guy. Like by moving Kevin Love into the starting lineup, you kind of move back, move Caleb back into mm-hmm. that role where he was kind of excelled. So, I mean, that's the other argument to it. But I guess you, I think you wait and see. You kind of wait and see how he fits with Bam, yeah. how that goes, and then maybe you know in a couple weeks if if you want to make that move, you do. But it's worth pointing out. I tweeted yesterday like the four-man lineup of of Tyler, Jimmy, Bam, and Caleb. They're all scoring teams like by nine points per hundred possessions. Yeah, they, that has not been the issue. Right, the starting has not been, the been issue. good. Yeah, the starting line yeah. has been good. We said it all along. They just need that yeah. different wrinkle. Um, and you know they've kind of needed a guy to help them. Right, like their biggest weakness, and obviously it's been less of a weakness since Orlando Robinson has taken over. Is what do you do when Bam is out? And as we said, is Kevin Love gonna sub in for Bam a lot? Probably not. But it's just like another way to. They've been thin, but they've been thin yeah. down low at the power forward it, center spot. They had it, Bam and Caleb, and Orlando Robinson's been pretty good. But other than that, it's been they got nothing. Yeah, and they can go that to that small lineup if they want to, like to juice the offense. Or if the offense is struggling and they just want to like 
grease the wheels a little bit and you throw Love at center and and Jimmy at the four. Like that's a that's probably gonna be a good offensive lineup, especially if you have like mm-hmm. Struess, Tyler, and maybe Duncan up there with them. I, I don't know if they yeah. would do that, but that's a lot of shooting around Jimmy. Um, so that would be tough to guard. So again, they just it just gives them more options. The the Zeller signing, I know we'll get to this now. That is kind of the one that caught me a little off guard, just because you know they need a backup center, right? But Omer Yurtsevin is coming back mm-hmm. supposedly soon. So that was a little surprising. He hasn't played, you know, at all this season. He's been out of the league. So that caught me a little bit off guard. But the love signing made all the sense in the world. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, let's switch over to the the Zeller signing now. Um, as you said, caught you off guard. Um, yeah. The guy's not played a lot. Uh, to me, I mean, the way I feel is probably it's, just, it's what we were just talking about. They've been thin at center all year long. Um, obviously, Omer, they hope, will be uh, good when he gets back, but he hasn't played in what, three months now, something like that, maybe even more. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when he went out. Um Oh, to me, it's, it kind of feels like an insurance signing, right? Like if if Yurt is not quite ready to go, um, you know, like Cody Zeller, when they get to the playoffs, he might not be in the rotation. Is is the way I feel about it. It's ultimately kind of a marginal move that gives you a little bit more depth at a spot you're weak at. I guess the question is, what, what was what was the smarter play was to, to get a guy like him or go get more guard or wing help? And and they, I don't know, did, is that what kind of what surprised you about this? Just like that. They doubled up on on big men at on the buyout market, not buyout, yeah, market, but on yeah. the free agency market. I had heard about that possibility. Someone had told me that they were thinking about like signing both Love and Ibaka, right? And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like maybe if you, you can talk yourself into it and say, well, you know, both those guys are injury prone. One is like more for offense. One is for defense. I, I guess, right? But um, I was just like, I, I, I'd be surprised if they did that. Mm-hmm. And then. They didn't sign a Baca, but they signed Zeller. So like, yeah, some that person was onto something. Onto something, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and and look, I get it. The backup center has been a position of need all season. Like that's been a black hole for this team. Whenever Bam goes off the court, they have not been good. And you know, I'm not saying Cody Zeller is necessarily the answer, but 
he is a veteran. He's experienced. He has like Kevin Love, while well, a big big man, he's six eight, right? Bam is like six nine. Cody Zeller is six eleven, like two hundred and fifty sixty pounds. He's a he's he brings true size to that. Yeah, he's position. a big guy. Um, and I'm just like doing more research on him, and like when he was in Charlotte, he was pretty good. Like he was, he was a pretty high good. pick, wasn't he? Like he was a, he was a fourth pick. I think he was a fourth. Yeah, pick. I mean he was like the number people. one recruit in the country. I think coming out of high school, like he's. It's a, obviously a different time when a, a yeah. seven foot, two hundred fifty pound guy with like no jumper can be the number one guy in the country. But still, like he's yeah, he's not talented. a stiff. No, he played with played with Victor Oladipo, so there's some chemistry there at Indiana. True, um, true. So there's that. Um, but yeah, he's like just looking at the numbers, like defend- the team lost to Syracuse, by the way. Oh, there you go. Just stick that in there. <laughs> Dion uh, later Syracuse. Just stick that in there. I think it was um, Dion's team. He's a he's a really good offensive rebounder, a which is what I've noticed. Like last three years or so that he played, uh, like 75, 80th percentile in offensive rebounding, defensive defensive rebounding also above average. So he's a good rebounder on both ends. Read an in-depth story on Bleacher Report about his screen setting. Very good <laughs> screen setter apparently. Kemba Walker was like crediting him for getting him open a lot of the times with his screens. So there's that. And that, again, that's a big part of the Heat's offense, right? That's going to help Tyler. That's going to help Jimmy. If he's a, if he sets solid, good screens, like boring, but that's helpful. Yeah. Um, so will he play a lot? I mean, I could see him getting some backup center minutes, especially, you know, I don't think Omer is going to be ready to go right away after the break. They still have Orlando Robinson who has four days left on his two-way contract. So that's another option. But I could see Cody's other playing a good amount, you know, at least early on um, until Omer's back uh, on track. But if Cody's other plays well in that role and he fits what they need in that role, he might get I, – I, I think Omer brings more upside, obviously, as a younger player who was mm-hmm. – we saw last year, like, how impactful he was, especially on the offensive end. He probably brings more upside. But if the Heat feels feel Cody's other fits that role better with his screen setting and his ability to kind of do things without the ball – Maybe that's the way they go. I don't know. Amer is going to be a free agent this this summer, um, mm-hmm. so we don't know what the Heat's long term plans for him. But yeah, now there's a question. I think like we all thought, okay, Amer's going to come back. He's going to be the backup center. Now I'm not so sure. It yeah, now it's a competition. Better. Now it's a competition. The thing is, Cody has not played since January of 2022. Since right, it's not like he's, uh, yeah. yeah. He might need some time to really get back up to speed. Uh, so um, a lot of things to kind of a lot of variables at play there. But I would not. I, I guess what I would say is I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cody's other 12 minutes a game. If he really, you know, he fits with the yeah. heat in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, are you surprised they didn't go like, like would would getting would getting a guard or a wing have been more valuable? Do you think? Now that you know, I think what I from what I've heard, things are trending in a better direction with Kyle Lowry. I think the hope is okay. he'll come back at some yeah, point. Yeah, it seemed like that was a little bit of a tell that he's gonna. Yeah. 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 I think I think that when they when that. It probably made their decision a little easier as far as like okay we're gonna go big big really gonna add depth to this front court that we didn't have before add size add experience you know maybe they got to the point where they're like I don't know if we can count on Orlando Robinson right in the playoffs or down the stretch like we need a guy with uh, more experience in that um, so that's the way they went but yeah I think the fact that Kyle Lowry now probably is on the track to like come back either late February early March. Um, again, we don't know like if the knee is going to hold up, right? That, le- that left knee issue is real. It's something he's been dealing with and playing through and trying to get treatment on to get it better. Um, we don't know if that's going to hold up the rest of the way, but if he's back, like they have Gabe Vincent, they have Kyle Lowry, they have Victor Oladipo, they have Tyler Hero. 
They have more than yeah, that, like so that that's the way I feel is like I guess could you have had like a higher up like you know just guards and and wings yeah. are kind of more valuable more exciting than big men right um, but like I think you got to feel pretty good about the like what are the chances someone you get assuming like you said Kyle Lowry is healthy what are the chances someone you sign as a back a new uh, I mean I guess if they had gotten like Russell Westbrook or whatever it would have been a different story right but like We've, we talked about Westbrook a couple of weeks ago. Right. Like this John Wall fit does Patrick not make Beverly, sense, right? Like, like, like those sense. those fits just don't make sense. You were gonna get a guy who, you know, you were gonna get a guy who's gonna be a ninth, tenth man, basically, right? Like that's right. unless they could like convince Russell Westbrook to play ten minutes a game or whatever, which is like not gonna happen, obviously. No. Um, what are the chances someone was really going to like uh, crack that rotation? I think it's the odds of Zeller being useful to this team whether it's in the playoffs or just down the stretch with some of the injuries they have is I, I think more likely than that they were going to find some buyout guy who I mean maybe we shouldn't put it past the heat who just like pluck Gabe Vincent out of nowhere and all these different kinds of things but like the odds are I think a lot higher that that Zeller is gonna be useful to this team than it would have been if they had gone and gotten some other random 10th man yeah. There, there have been some rumors about um, the Bulls possibly buying out Goran Dragic, right? If they, mm-hmm. I guess they're going to sign Patrick Beverly. Now, I think they released somebody else actually to make space for Beverly, but still, like, there's still like rumblings as Goran's playing time is not as, you know, it's gone down this year. Seems like he would want a better playing opportunity. We'll see if that happens. But even in that possibility, if Goran somehow becomes available and the Heat, Kyle Lowry is like still dealing with the knee issue, he's in another lineup. And he want to make that move, let's say, in a hypothetical scenario and, and add Goron, they're still, I think, like one point. Uh, they're still enough under the luxury tax where they could waive, let's say, Cody Zeller. If they, if Omar Yurtseven comes back and is good, they don't need Cody Zeller. They can waive Cody Zeller, take a, take that cap hit, and still sign Goron to like a minimum deal and still be under the tax. So they still have that wiggle room where this is not, I think, despite the roster that's going to end the season, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, right? Like they yeah. still have the wiggle room and flexibility where they can make another addition or like swap out a player for another one um, if they want to in the, next, in the coming weeks. All right. Should we uh, wrap things up by doing a little all-star recap? I mean, there's not, as we said, a whole lot to, to touch on there. Yeah. Should um, take about one minute or so, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, poor Kevin uh, Herter, uh, very, yeah. very poor three point contest competition. I know a friend of the program, Tim Reynolds was hurt and watching that one. Um, Tyler, as you said, eliminated pretty quickly. Um, but the value there is just spending time at All-Star Weekend, right? It's like hopefully he'll be there as a, as a player at some point. Um, Bam, the All-Star Game is not a forum for Bam Adebayo. No, no, it's not. It's not made for a player <laughs> like Bam, no. Even like Nik- Nikola Jokic said that as well. He's like, when they, I think they asked him, like he was, he was the second to last pick or like the second to last starter picked, I think, in the All Star mm-hmm. draft. And he's like, were you surprised a two time MVP and probably going to win an MVP for the third straight year that you were like one of the last guys picked? And he's like, no, this game isn't for me. Like I would have picked myself last too. You yeah. Know? Like it's just not made for the for those type of guys. I mean, and Jokic shoots threes, Bam doesn't, but still, like that's not a game for them. Yeah. Um. And the Heat. I mean, what, like, it wasn't made for Jimmy either, right? I mean, no. Part of that is because Jimmy, like, he just really, like... Jimmy was in guys. Argentina. He was in the first flight to yeah. Argentina after the game in Brooklyn. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
if they had called and invited him, and maybe they did for all we know, when uh, right Embiid couldn't play. I, I think they ran it past him. I do. I and, yeah, I, I would guess he turned that him, down yeah. real quick. Yes, I think he said, "I have a flight to Argentina already booked. I have mm-hmm. a trip planned. I'm I'm good. You could you can move to somebody else." Uh, you didn't miss your your week in Salt Lake City. You weren't bummed. I mean, to be honest, like Salt Lake City is a cool city. It's nice. The, the, it's picturesque with the mountains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've never been, but also, apparently all the parks around there are cool. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize it. It's a good. I know like Charles Barkley. You're fun. not gonna burn Charles... Maxwell this. What's the Vernon Maxwell? No. Like, sorry, I didn't know you had internet in Utah. <laughs> but did you see Charles Barkley's comment? What was that? He said. He said, all these people are going to heaven. There's no drinking. There's no smoking. Oh, there's yeah. nothing over here. Like, it was just funny. It went viral. Um, but no, I, I like Salt Lake City. It's just, A, I was happy to be home in the warm weather, not in the yeah. cold. North Star Weekend is just crazy. Like, so many people. Everything is full. You can't, like, get anywhere because there's so much traffic. So I, I was kind of happy to be in Miami for this week and kind of enjoy a little break before uh, things start back up again. Kind of, they're on like a run of putting in these cold weather cities. It's kind of a, it's kind of an yeah. odd, odd decision. I don't, I don't quite get. I know you want to give everyone a shot to host it, but um, it's mostly like arenas that are kind of new. So new like usually, yeah. yeah. So I like guess next it's year's Utah Arena new. I can't even remember. Or they've done re- it maybe at some I point. I think they recently renovated it, and I think the same thing with India. Next year is Indianapolis, and they just renovated last year. I think sorry, my contact. Um, they just renovated the Pacers Arena as well. Yeah. Milwaukee is I know, submitting apparently a the Pacers Arena is really nice now. Yeah, it is nice, and uh, it's in a good location in downtown Indianapolis. Um, Milwaukee is put submitting a bit as well, so it might be a another cold weather yeah. city in February. They have a new arena, obviously that opened a few years ago. So they're trying to reward these cities, but man. Can we get a warm west? I know. Such a I mean, I just host. covered the NHL All-Star game a couple of weeks ago down here. And those players, here. those players were so excited to be in. Uh, I mean, you know what? There's seven teams in Canada in that league. Those guys were so excited to be in uh, Fort Lauderdale for a couple of days. It just makes sense, right? Like, it, yeah. uh, it just of course makes they're going to Toronto next year, so it's not like it's oh, okay. they're only doing warm weather cities. Yeah. But Miami, Miami would be perfect, but. The boat show every year. Every year is that weekend. Is the conflict where the NBA can't do. I think that the Heat or Miami's hosted the All-Star Game once. I think it was like 80. It was one of the first years. It was Miami Arena. Yeah, like it was Miami, Miami Arena. Arena. Like they early 90s. AAA, right? Or whatever it's called now. Oh. Miami Dade Arena. They have not done it in in, in AAA or whatever. Miami Dade Arena. FTX. Whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I have heard there might be. There might be a chance maybe down the road where like the NBA and comes together and they maybe make an exception for Miami and maybe push it back a week or something like that where so it can come down here but we'll see I mean, if the ch- calendar's changed around so much over yeah, the years why, like yeah. it's like yeah, push it up a week I mean, 23 yeah. we're at the we're at the mid-season this is the halfway point you know second it's half si- of the season starts on 60 Thursday games and Friday and there's 20 <laughs> games left for some yeah, yeah. it's like yeah I don't know. yeah no I it's I think it's possible but man put it ahead of the trade deadline like Kind of yeah. weird that's behind after the trade deadline anyway. That's a recent change to the NBA. That's now. a recent change, yes. Yeah. Where the trade deadline's before. And I think teams like it because they kind of know their team entering the break as opposed to like going to the break not knowing what's going to happen. But yeah, like the point is it's been done before, right? Where the trade deadline was after the break or you can I guess have the problem the also now is how late the Super Bowl is. That's another point. Yeah. You definitely like, don't want it to conflict with that. Yeah. And I think the weekend, like the Pro Bowl weekend, the week which is the week before the Super Bowl, they did NH. That was the week the NHL All Star Game was. So it, it is a tight 
calendar there. The tight um, window. But yeah, make it happen. Like it's kind of, it's crazy that they've never been, you know, Miami, which has been one of the marquee franchises of the NBA in a destination city and at a new arena, because they've never been to this arena, yeah. has not been able to host an All-Star game. Like, figure yeah. it out. You imagine how crazy that would be here? Like, NBA All-Star. It's, a, it's crazy in any city. But yeah. in Miami, the amount of people that would come down here and, like, just the traffic that is already oh in this God. city. Yeah, I mean, don't bring it. How bad it, it would that, be. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've talked to some people and they're like, please don't bring it. Like, yeah, they don't we're, going, it, but, we're getting out of town if that happens. But I think the rest of the NBA world would love it. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's just do that or just put it in Vegas every year. Yeah, Vegas or I think L.A. is going to put another bid as well because they. Well, they're going to have the Clippers Arena. Eventually. The Clippers Arena. I think they're doing something to Staples, too, or Crypto.com. Crypto.com. Or I, I don't know. But so, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. For, like, they'll say L.A. Vegas, like Miami, New Orleans, Dallas, like those cities kind of make sense. But I feel like the last like 10 years I've just been in the Northeast or somewhere cold. Yeah. Yeah. We we could spend some time talking about how to fix the All-Star game because, um, but yeah, I think that would, that would be its own whole episode. So we'll finish up there. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, he'll be back in action with the heat this weekend. Uh, Kevin Love's debut coming up, as you mentioned, they'll, they'll practice later this week, so uh, get a first chance to see Kevin Love uh, in that Heat uniform. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, I'm all over the place like always. Uh, be sure to check out all the podcasts here on the Herald Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Marlin season starting up, so Jordan McPherson's got his fish bite show. Every week, uh, probably taking a week off on UM stuff this week, but it was very busy for, for a couple of weeks there with all these new coordinators. So lots of lots of stuff to check out there. Um, but until next week, uh, we'll talk to you guys later.